By the power of Grayskull, let it be done. Enter the pool of power. Only the purest and the gentlest may have the power of Castle Grayskull. If the castle accepts you, you will emerge changed. Enter. Uh, I have no idea who this is. <laughs> I mean, I kind of know where it's from, but I didn't know there were... The only other witch that I know on there is that, like, that one shit... Evil Lynn. Evil Evil Lynn. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of is Evil Lynn. Was that Evil Lynn? This is the sorceress of Castle Grayskull. Yeah, no idea. I have such low memory of He-Man as a child. This is, I'm so ashamed. I'm so ashamed. I'm so sorry. No, but this (laughs) is good. This is good. I figured since I do the retro thing all the time, I would bring some of that retro loveliness to this show. So yeah, that's the sorceress of Castle Grayskull herself, the bird lady, looks like a falcon. Oh, okay, that's who that is. And okay, I thought she was on She Was Show. She does make appearances. She's like a crossover queen. Okay, so tell me about her and her powers. Like, is she a leader? Like, what's going on with her? So her real name is Tilana. (laughs) What a name. (laughs) Uh, She is the sorceress that dwells within the old fortress called Castle Grayskull. Within her world, it's within those walls, she is the mightiest beings on the planet Eternia, where He-Man dwells. And she she has the knowledge of this Castle Grayskull, which is where He-Man gets his power. And she has many magical spells that she could use. She can manifest things. And then she also can turn into a falcon named Zoar when she leaves the castle. That's the only way she can leave the castle is in this bird form, unfortunately. All right. All right. Very cool. Uh, I do want to revisit uh, He-Man. And hopefully with this new Netflix animated series coming out soon, we will still get all of that history from the old show. Because hopefully this show makes it with the star power that they have. Oh my god, I'm very looking forward to it. Uh, Cannot wait. I would like to share some thoughts about a previous episode that we did. And I am turning it into a segment called Charmy Confessions. All right, so if any of you guys follow me on Instagram, I put up a poll and I asked if the cleaners should have saved Prue or at least cleaned up the exposure of magic before Piper was shot and Prue died. And I got a couple of messages and thoughts about the idea of the cleaners and and sort of what happened versus now this entry comes from andrew he says in my head canon they let the sisters try to clean it up themselves if they had failed to cover up magic then they would have stepped in but because they didn't step in prue died uh the next entry that i got is from jessica she says I feel like the only reason why why they intervened with Wyatt is because he's a toddler who doesn't know he has to hide magic so he's unpredictable. So in their eyes, the girls can't control him and it could happen again. Whereas when the girls were exposed, they were able to find a way to reverse it themselves. 
like the cleaner said, the girls didn't even know magic had been exposed. So by the time they figured it out, there was too much damage for just the girls to try and figure it out and how to fix it. I have one more entry, and this is from AJ. This is not on the cleaners. This is actually something else that happened in the episode. And she is speaking about Chris and Natalie sleeping together. Mm-hmm. So she says, I'm listening to a bit about Chris stripping his charge, Natalie. So naughty. I don't think that should be allowed. And yeah, she's totally wearing who shirt. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I love this. I love that you guys are coming forward with your thoughts. And um, I do want to encourage this. If there's an episode that's coming up that you have a strong opinion about, Feel free to let uh, let me know, either through Instagram or Twitter. You can totally tweet at us, or you can send a, a voice message. If any of you are aware of the Anchor app, this is the home base of Brunch with the Hollowells. This app allows you to leave a voice message. Uh, it's very easy to do. It's one click. It records your voice either from the computer or from your phone and you can just leave a voicemail that I can actually insert into the episode. Therefore, any Charmy has the capability of sending a voicemail and actually being a part of the show. So, again, if there is an episode that has passed or maybe one that is coming up, feel free to to leave a voicemail or to write in and I'll read your message and this will give an opportunity for all of you to be a part and help out with season six. It does take a little bit of work if you don't have an Anchor app. You know, you do have to download it or you can at least look it up on your computer, but you will have to make a profile. Uh, It's very easy. So hopefully I hear from you guys. (laughs) That's so fun. I love this new segment and I love the idea of listener voicemail because that way you get to hear what the people are saying and just hearing other ideas about charmed is always amazing just like the reviewers confessions that you just read look at those ideas about the cleaners i love that i love that if you guys didn't notice the accent ryan has returned for brunch with the hollowells to help out with another episode today we are doing the power of three blondes season six episode four Oh, I am so ready to talk this episode. I have so much to say. <laughs> so do And hopefully I. everyone can understand my <laughs> accent. <laughs> Original air date is October 12, 2003. Written by Daniel Cerrone and directed by John Baring. Guest stars include the Stillman sisters, Missy, Mabel, and Margo, played by Jenny McCarthy, Jennifer Skye, and Melody Perkins. Also back is Rebecca Balding as Lise Rothman and Eric Dane as porn star Jason D. We start the episode with the Charm Ones, or so it appears, come into the attic saying that Phoebe had felt an entire family being wiped out by a demon. They are somewhat more provocatively dressed than normal. Phoebe is worried about the family's death and Paige vows to personally kill them or kill the demon. Piper initially wants to get tea, but agrees they should consult the Book of Shadows. So, real quick, Ryan, 
I completely forgot how this started, but again, we get another episode where they're sort of in the mix of things, even though it is a fake out, they're in the thick of it. And I kind of like these, the way that they start these episodes, because it's not that usual good morning, good attitude with these witches who manage to wake up every morning in high spirits, always doing something in the freaking kitchen. Like, how do they do it? How do they I don't move, look, right? Like after being thrown into a cuckoo clock or an alley. They are just up in the morning cooking, dressed or whatever. Who knows what time it is over there. Are you a morning person? Uh, I have become one over the years. I was never one in my teenage years, but now in my old age. And you wake up in this like good mood. You're very rested. Well, and... I don't know if I'm, <laughs> I don't know if it's a good mood or well rested. I'm there. And I could blink and I could function a few things. I could. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the morning person. I just, I can't, I can't do it. It takes me forever to eat breakfast. It's, it's, it's a challenge sometimes, but you know, these sisters like always doing some in the kitchen, but so I like this kind of like the way that they start stuff. Piper lunges for the book, but it slides away from her again. And the charm ones morph into three evil but beautiful sisters, Mabel, Mitzi, and Margul Stillman. They plan to steal the identities and powers of the charmed ones, and they teleport out with a perfume-like potion as the real Piper comes into the attic and she looks surprised to see the book is on the floor. As I was watching this, knowing what I know already, I'm dying. I am so dying because... These the charmed ones, you know, the you know, um, Rose Holly and Alyssa, like they are channeling these sisters in their acting, and I just find it hilarious. She was like, What about the children? Those six (laughs) children, and then Paige changing her tone, like everything was hilarious. Piper's face when she's like trying to grab the book, and like, don't forget about the demon. I mean, they were really trying to like this book so i have a theory this book well okay so the so the stillmans looked like the charm ones but didn't fool it right yes it, it didn't work so they knew or the book knew that you know they were evil so here's my thing i think the book knows a little bit about fashion because they could see right through those goth Friday night at the club outfits that they were wearing and was like, no, you ain't my bitches. They would never in a million years dress like that. No, they are not doing it. (laughs) Yes. This is very early season. This is season eight premonitions right here of how demons will dress. I feel like in the demon world, this is, this is what we go to later on in the series. You know what I remember reading back in the day is that they made a point in a couple of articles that I'm thinking maybe Entertainment Weekly said this, is that as the show goes on, especially from season five and up, the demons get hotter. They, they pointed that out. They were like, the villains get more attractive. They, they, they pointed that out, and, I, and they're absolutely right. They continue to get more of these eye-appealing people to do this show. But Ryan, did you also notice that in this episode, as well as with our reboot, we are met with sisters that have M names. Can you believe that? Thank you so much for bringing this up. This was one of my notes. And I do like to think of the remake sisters as the Stillman sisters because Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That's, I'm not going to say anything else, but you know when you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how brand and badass is it for their signature teleportation to be in a perfume bottle? I think that's genius. <laughs> I think that is so genius. And I'm going to say this right at the beginning that. of this episode. I, I'm going to say this. I, I don't know if the majority of people... Um, sleeps on this episode and these villains. I know that they are seen as very ditzy and dumb, and this is a very comedic form of a villain of the week, but I'm telling you, these three women are not to be fucked with. They are not an easy win, and I, again, am standing right here now telling you the, these sisters do a lot that other demons and villains could not accomplish. I'm just saying that right now. And having you say that, especially last week prior to rewatching this episode, I really had that in my mind. And I have to say, Rob's right. They really, they do really well in this episode. I think so. So Piper is making final preparations for a band due to play at P3 that night. But asks Jack, the new bartender, to be there for the sound check. She wants to be home when Wyatt wakes up. Phoebe arrives and offers to take Piper to lunch. Suddenly, Piper's empathy power... Oh, excuse me. Suddenly, Phoebe's empathy power kicks in. She whispers to Piper that Jack was checking her out. <laughs> Phoebe shoes him away. Just as Piper and Phoebe are heading out, Chris orbs in. He says that he has a lead on who sent Leo to Valhalla. Piper asks Chris and Phoebe if they left the Book of the... Sh the Book of the Shadows. The Book of Shadows on the floor <laughs> last night. Both <laughs> deny it, but... The Book of the Shadows. The, the Book, Book of the Shadows. Both <laughs> deny, but Chris remembers something similar happening in his past. He thinks someone might be after the book, but Piper and Phoebe don't take it seriously. Mm. Paige has a new job at a fruit planting plant. Blah, blah, blah. All those peas. Paige has a new job at a fruit packing plant. Two gremlins, whom she can only see, shove a stack of crates and nearly kill this adorable co-worker. She was very nice. I like her. I loved her right away. Yeah. Uh, though Paige saves her just in time, it's the third accident in a month. So, do you think that Chris is showing how nervous that he truly is that Leo might have a lead on who did send him to Valhalla? Do you get that well, yeah. sense? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we we don't really get to see, you know, how it's all being carried out because, you know, Leo isn't in much, much of this episode. But yeah, I mean, Chris needing to be ahead, you know, two steps ahead, figuring out like, ooh, who do you think? And just be ahead of it all as far as when the sisters will figure out something. Yeah, I think he's totally showing his cards right now. I remember back in the day being very excited at the thought of Leo having a lead that it was Chris because I was so gun ho at the point. I was like, yes, yes, Leo, scare him, scare him. <laughs> <laughs> I love to hate Chris, if you can't tell. <laughs> also, Paige's outfit, okay, at the fruit packing plants. I just love her colorful, al colorful outfits. Paige yeah. is all about these colorful outfits, and only Rose could pull these off, I think. Yeah, she she had the bandana on and all that jazz. Yeah, she looked she looked cool. Very Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you like the Gremlins, Rob? 
Did you like that so, they were blue and not like what so we think the of? gremlins are interesting because those are specific creatures that I already that I always see different variations of in different formats. Like there's Gremlins movie, there's the Looney Tunes Gremlin, yes. there is the Gremlin on the plane on Twilight Zone. If that was a Gremlin. And then we have these gremlins, like they're, they always look different. So it's funny to, that we get all these varia variations, but these are again, the mischievous ones who like to, you know, you know, go around and wreak havoc. But I, I do like the fact that they're bite size, you know, and stuff like that. So I thought they looked cool. Just all hyper and couldn't stand still for two seconds was a little like, <laughs> but yeah, no, they look cool. They remind me of Grimlocks in a way, and only because of like the green oozing yes. vanquishing potion. Even though it wasn't the same, it just kind of reminded me of them. The gel. Yeah, the gel. <laughs> and do you love that Paige's plot has her with these magic of the week, like the job, she's going to well, new jobs, and each week she is finding a magical reason to be there? I mean, I think that it definitely gives a very easy way for a B-plot story, right? You know, if they want to incorporate any other things going on and also focus on how she's carrying her life, because th what I think they're trying to do with season six is give each sister their own personal story and journey. And while all the big drama stuff is happening with Piper and Leo, there are still two sisters doing their thing. Yes. And until, you know, Paige gets a man, it's going to be about her self-discovery. And I don't mind it. Uh, I don't know how she's finding all these temp jobs left and right. Maybe it's because of what my skill set is. But I, I, when was the last time somebody called you for a temp job? You like, know. she is getting them left and right. And is she quitting these jobs? I'm like, girl, I'm not going to keep giving you jobs if you're going to keep quitting them. So I it's like, wonder. how are you getting them? I wonder, because, you know, years ago when I used to be the um, this manager overnight at Pottery Barn, they had to call in temps like this. And I remember speaking to one of the guys that would come back and it really was like a weekly thing that they would call you like, okay, this week we got this. Do you want to do that? Do you want to work in a storeroom? Do you want to work in a fruit packing plant? So this actually, I mean, as of 10 12 years ago was a thing still <laughs> i maybe got called and i'm more of an admin right so very office setting stuff like that i got called for one job in my entire well no so i i've done temp work right but they would usually be for long-term contracts right it wouldn't just be like a day or a week or whatever it would be like a longevity thing i only got called into one day wow. just one every i never got calls i was always it was always me and any time that i would go into a temp agency and just be like okay i'm looking for work i go out and i'd find one and i'm like i didn't even need you but whatever i love back at the club first it was a cell phone and now it's a napkin that phoebe decides to hide under i don't know why she loves hiding behind these small objects i think that is so funny and then later on as well she's always hiding behind things yes love her but i'm gonna try for the rest of the episode to say the word power just like phoebe did power. <laughs> she was feeling it okay she was feeling it that she was feeling something. 
Yeah. <laughs> so the Stillmans are tr- are staying in a house across the street. They murder the family who live there. And Margot thinks that she'll get Piper's power and wants to use Piper's freezing power to stop the aging process. However, Mabel tells Margot that she'll get Piper's identity while Margot will get pages. So Margot decides to content herself with orbing off a blemish. Mabel pours a brown liquid into a bowl and casts a spell, allowing her to look in on the manor. Give me sight through the blackest vile. Show me the faces I revile. This house that they're in, do you think it belongs to the shapeshifters? Because I don't know. thousand percent. Just the angle of where the window and her view of the house, it looked like the same house, correct? That is what I'm thinking. And everyone who ever rents that place or, or owns that place will end up dead and murdered because you're across from the charmed ones, 1,000%. I thought of yeah. that shapeshifter, the female one with the unibrow right away with her like <laughs> Frankenstein head that they just love her to attitude, see Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so only Piper is there and she plans to cast an identity theft spell that will make the entire world think the Stillmans are actually the Hollowells. However, all three Hollowells have to be in the manner for it to work. Just like the Tempest, they all got to be in the same place. Mitzi is excited about the prospect of being able to orb, but Margot reminds her that as the youngest sister, she'll get that power. And Mitzi and Margot get into an argument. Just then, a vacuum cleaner salesman shows up, and Mabel conjures an athame and kills him with it. She then convinces Mitzi and Margot to put aside their differences for the moment. So this persistent salesman look Poor guy. if you get a door slammed in your face that is your cue to keep going i know this man's out to make that paper but like you you can't you can't <sighs> be knocking on doors that don't want you and look what happened to him right if the second bell tolls if he just didn't come back to show him that that super duper vacuum but I love how she's like, come in, just just come in, just come in. I'll just kill you in a second. And she just right. goes out of business. Yes. I love it. She 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 tried to not kill him. I look, sorry. I, I can't stand door-to-door salesmen, so I liked their acting in this scene, and I like that she was kind of whispering, and but then he's like, Oh, like he comments on the last thing that she says. Like he just must have heard, like, because he's getting ready to show this vacuum off. He's all proud. Yeah. I, I love great sales tactic too. He's like, okay, I'll work into this conversation. Yeah. No, you don't have everything. You don't have this yet. Love it. You know, I will say, so what the Stillman sisters are doing to me is almost like traditional scrying because isn't it done in like a liquid form, like to spy on somebody like a mirror or a liquidy yes. kind of thing? Yeah. Yes, this was definitely mentioned in the past on the show, the magic mirror and all of that, um, divination. Yes, definitely. So that's a cool kind of version. Yeah, like you... we get to see the evil, quote unquote, version in the b- blackest bile. Yeah, you look in a lake and you see things and all that. Yeah, so total, total on brand. Okay, so Piper is trying to feed Wyatt when Leo orbs in. He badly misses Wyatt and says he's been secretly orbing into his room to be with him personally. Though he is an elder, he watches over him all the time. He orbs back out just as Paige comes in. She mentions the accident at the fruit packing plant. Piper asks if Paige left the Book of Shadows on the floor last night. Paige denies it and heads up to the attic to find out how to vanquish the gremlins. 
Jason is in town again with his short ass hair and Phoebe's empathy is still too strong for her to, cl- to be close to him. But she's beginning to find some control. They make plans for a date that night. Phoebe comes to the manor, bringing the charmed ones together. The Stillman sisters cast the identity theft spell. Blinking faces, blank and ho-hum. We are they, and they are no one. Grant us the power of three and turn them into nobody. Mabel assumes Piper's identity. Mitzi assumes Phoebe's. And Margot assumes Paige's. They test the spell by calling for Chris, who orbs in. Mitzi and Margot try to hit on Chris and give him the athame they used to kill the salesman and claim it came from the astral plane, where possibly Prue is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so Rob, Jason is back. So I have in my notes, he's got a suit on, he's got a different haircut, the hair isn't tall anymore. What do you think of this new look? That's exactly what I... Because we're used to Jason with this tall, spiky, 90s, 2000s hair that all these guys had. The the angel points. Yeah. the hell that is? David Boreanaz. It's it's that it's that Johnny Bravo suede. The Johnny oh. Bravo, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm digging his little um buzz cut. You like the buzz cut? I could go either way, but the buzz cut, I'm used to it now, I feel like. It matches Phoebe. I would have <laughs> liked it more buzzier. Like not bald like me, but just shorter hair. I don't know, it looked a little bit like a bowl to me rather Too than like a buzz cut. I don't yeah, I I don't know. I think I would have I don't know. I, I haven't really decided. I just, I don't know. There was something about the length of this hair still that was kind of like, eh. But he's in suits now. He's starting to be more professional. I like this new look. We get the girls calling for Chris. Raw. What do you think about this? So are we to assume that a white lighter knows their charger's voices only? Because they look and sounds like the charmed ones out the magic at the okay, moment. Okay, so this is going to be one of those sort of questions that I have throughout the whole episode. And maybe it is easier to explain than I'm thinking about it, but you're absolutely right. This immediately caused for questioning because I thought that a white lighter heard their charges through their connection through magic, not right. by their voices. And yes, I know that a white lighter can basically hear anyone's voice, I guess, if they choose to, but they usually only hear their charges. So I don't know exactly what came with the identity if they didn't get their powers right away. So I, so I don't know it hearing Piper's voice, I'm assuming would trigger something and he would come running. I don't know. I don't know what came with the identity. It's still a little mixed because they didn't get the powers right away. I I don't know. But I had this exact same thought. I remember and I still am a little taken back. I feel so bad for Leo. You know, because every time he comes I know Piper's trying to get over him and it's this whole thing. He's the elder. But she's just so like, what are you doing here? Like, yes. And even when he's trying to talk to Wyatt and she's just like trying to talk to him still. Let him see the kid for a second before you get down to business. But I feel like as an elder anyway, they're used to this. They're used to, what if he was bringing news to them of, you know, it's it shouldn't just be all of a sudden, what are you doing here, Leo? To me. Got it, got it. I, 
it's it's interesting because he has become something that she totally hates right i mean she doesn't dig the elders one bit and now i'm married to one it's not something she really is jumping for joy the other thing is that yes it's the whole spell thing i think is still kind of on her she hasn't been able to deal with her feelings but then also the fact like oh, you guys are defeating the Titans. I need to stay away from you so you can get the strength and the motivation to defeat them. All of a sudden now you have all this free time and you want to come down and hang out. Like, where the fuck were you earlier? It's like, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't ban him from the house. I don't know how he can call her and let her know I'm on my way between orbs. But it's like, all of a sudden now you have all this free time to come see your kid when you couldn't do that earlier. So for me, I'm just being petty with that. I don't know if Piper's thinking the same way. You know, it makes way. sense, actually, you're, you're putting it like that. I think it's because, uh, you know, we just love the, the character of Leo so much as fans. It's natural for us to be like, oh, you know, Leo's in the house, but you're right, in this situation, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, like, why, you're, you want us now? You want Trust- me the baby now? Trust me, I completely see what you're saying. And from Leo's standpoint, you know, to constantly be like, what are you doing here? It's like, what do you think, woman? Like, right. I have a child here. So, I mean, I think the the approach, it could be different. But, you know, Piper's still in her feelings. And Piper's yeah. And, Piper. And, yeah. <laughs> the thing about Leo's visit, too, is that he came over and just gave White this small tease of daddy, you know, showing up. And then just takes off like yeah, this yeah. poor boy. I got the same idea. Yep. Like, oh my god, poor thing. When he was crying, I felt it. You know, here's the thing. I've been reading a little bit that this man was really good with those twins. Like, I think in between like takes and whatnot, he would be on those babies. Yeah. And just yeah. hang with them all the time. I think he really was a good like pseudo father to them. And did, to wouldn't you even happy. love him even more? To, like as Brian as the actor, because I remember those photos in the charmed magazine too of him behind the scenes holding them oh, yeah it yeah it was nicer and cuter but i do love that the elf nanny is still around and that yes! she's embedded into the family she's used yes! to being there and she's totally cool with you know the possibility of demons but i, I love that she's there I really do. What I think a, it's good. Yes, a great call back to the elf nanny and actually having her just show up like it's normal. Agreed. Continuity. Wouldn't you love to live in this charm verse or basically TV verse where the world literally starts the nightlife at seven o'clock? It is always, it's always picky up at seven. And it's usually when they go yes. to a Now yes. they're going to dinner, but it's usually when they just like, do you want to go to the movies? Okay, I'll pick you up at seven. What movie are we watching? When does it start? Don't, what are you talking yes. about? Pigment? Like I would get anxiety here. And I was like, what date are you going on? Nothing starts at seven. How do you know when the movie starts? It's so funny. Don't Pick you up at seven. It's going to start uh, when I say it starts at seven. It's either I'll, I'll meet you there at eight or I'll pick you up at seven. It is always the same time. Yes, seven, you're right, is that golden Hollywood number. So Mitzi s- submits an article written in eyeliner and comes on to Jason right in the middle of the God. office. <laughs> what do our co-workers think every time I think of this? Every time. Sorry. Well, you know what they think. They're getting all hot and bothered in the middle of the office as they're watching this as if none of those women have love lives of their own. Oh my it's... God. I'd be so, I would hate Phoebe if I was her co-workers. I'm Hell sorry. yeah, I'd hate her too. I would hate her too. 
Piper finds out that she supposedly fired the man and heads out to the club to, straight, to straighten things out. Paige and Phoebe are trying to brew a vanquishing potion for the gremlins when they discover the book won't let them touch it. I like Phoebe's reservation. She like pulls back. She's like, what the hell? So they call Chris, and but he doesn't respond. And then suddenly both get calls on their cell phones. Paige has supposedly organized a rally for better pay and shorter hour days at the packing plant. <laughs> Phoebe has seemingly written an article supporting multiple sex, par- sex partners and suggesting that alcohol cures depression. They both rush out planning to meet back at the manor later. So I just want to highlight and point out the Stillman sisters plan is so boss. It is so boss. Let's take their identities. Yeah. And then let's go to their respective jobs to wreak havoc to get them out of the house. Because they needed them out so they can get the book. You can tell that these women did their research. They knew exactly where to go. They knew exactly what to do to start trouble. I mean, you would think they would just be doing it to have fun because they have nothing better to know. This is all calculated. We need them out the house. And look what happened. They left for their jobs. And they knew where they worked, all of that. And, And they knew exactly what to do. And I just love it. These sisters are so good. (laughs) <laughs> it makes you, you see, wonder how long they've it, been actually spying on them exactly you see sisters my curse worked perfectly yes <laughs> that's yes. because thou are perfect bitch <laughs> i mean honestly these yeah they were really good so i will say the only thing i want to say is when phoebe and Paige are doing that spell and then like you said phoebe touches the book of shadows and it flies out of her hand as Paige, I would have been super curious because she says, "Oh, a pa- Phoebe says like alludes to something like, oh, the Book of Shadows turned on us' or something like that. Not th- those words, but she Paige didn't touch the book yet. She doesn't know. I would have been like, are you a demon actually? Because this happens to them continuously. She could have easily done that. She could have, you are absolutely, she could have easily been like, who the fuck are you and where's my sister? I would have, that's the first thought I would have been like, oh, evil can't touch the book of shadows. And you're telling me it turned on, it it won't allow us to touch it. I didn't touch it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're the one with cooties, not me. Don't be putting the blame on me. This is, I'm like, Paige, come on. Well, the only thing I could say is that they've probably been, like, inseparable for a while. That When would that have happened? But I totally get that. I didn't even think about that. Like, did Phoebe go to pee for a second? We all know they could. she could have been knocked out in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so, Piper is unable to convince the bouncer that she is the real Piper. Just then, Mabel comes out with Jack, the bartender, having sex in the back room with him. She spots Piper and hides, but Piper doesn't see her. Piper freezes the room to get around the bouncer and tries to talk to Jack, but he doesn't recognize her either. Meanwhile, Paige shows up at the plant to find Margot leading a strike. A security asks for Paige's ID, and Paige obliges. When the guard... I can't believe I got that word out. When the guard (laughs) (laughs) sees Margot's picture on what should be Paige's ID... He hustles Paige out of the door. Oh my god, I forgot that she slept with him. 
thousand percent me too. I can't believe Jack actually slept with his boss on like the first few days of work. I could not. I know that he was into her, but would you expect like a relationship or something? Like, or maybe she mentioned there was going to be perks to the job, fringe benefits. Oh, I completely <gasps> forgot. But I will say this: the way that Jack was looking at her in this scene actually puts him on the fence for hot man meter. I'm still on the fence. But I was like, I gotta dig this look. But anywhere else, like in the beginning, I wasn't digging him. It was just that seductive look he was giving. I was like, okay, Jack, hi. And I want to say, I've noticed something for the entirety of the series. Piper evidently is the sexiest woman that anyone's ever seen. Soon as she's single or the opportunity arises for Piper to sleep with somebody, a man wants her. She has no problem finding no a dude problem, at all. And Paige, she must have, like, some kind of incurable disease that we don't know about because... Well, you know what's funny about that? And, I mean, this is nothing to say against Paige, but I think she's one of those women that are not approachable because she doesn't play that that I need a man mentality. It's not written on her at all. And I hope that was intentional because... While she does want, you know, companionship and romance and all that good stuff, like she she doesn't need it. The woman, even in her voice, she just screams like, "Why are you in my face?" <laughs> but you're right, and, you're right, but, and, you're but, right. But I don't, I don't think she's standoffish. I just think a man would probably want a little bit more vulnerability when they're out and about meeting women, you know. So that's my take on it. But I totally get it. Paige doesn't necessarily get to meet many people. She's got to date dogs and shit in order Dog. to, you know, get a. T- <laughs> dogs princes from the medieval times page oh. i love page's face when she gets pulled from the guard though she was like come with me she's like oh i, I love, love it when, when rose does those subtle looks yes like i her, know yeah her looks are defeated, great her defeated one look. thing that i wanted to bring up is the foreman so the foreman at the plant right uh i, I don't know his name at the moment we'll talk about him later of course but this foreman played Gomez Adams in a sci-fi live-action wow. Adams Family TV show. This was in 1998. I never oh, knew this existed. I forgot this existed because I didn't watch this incarnation, but I heard about it. Holy crap. Wow. So this, this series came just right after the Adams Family reunion movie which some of the stars transferred over to the TV show, but not all of them. Cause you know, Tim Curry, Daryl Hannah, but then they left and then these newcomers came in. So the foreman played Gomez. I watched the 32nd uh, trailer to it on IMDb. It looks so horrible. Can like, you see him as Gomez? Absolutely I'm- not. But what they did was they, they, they designed the character based on the black and white Gomez and not the movie Gomez. Okay. Makes more so sense. So it's very, it's very, um, Ashton is, I forget his name. Um, John Ashton, I think his name is the original. Um, they, they based it more on him and that's what the Adams family animated movies are doing now. They're basing it on the old school series, not the movie, which I think is great. With Oscar but, Isaac says. Oh God, it, look, it looks horrible. It just looks horrible. It looks so bad. The evil sisters come into the manor and find Chris. He seems to be suspicious, and just in case, Mabel conjures a knife to kill him. 
It turns out that he was merely perturbed at being sent out on a wild goose chase about the Athame, which was not from the astral plane. Mabel orders Mitzi and Margot to keep their hands off Chris. Okay, why is Chris so freaking cool with the sisters hitting on him? Like, even if they don't know who he is, it's still right. off-brand from these right. grown-ass women right. trying to sleep. It's just weird. I don't know why that was not a hint to him. And I love that he was like, look, literally, with all the fiber of my being, <laughs> I am not interested. Like, step the fuck off. But, like, because this I'm did gay. not... <laughs> I'm, still trying to, I'm still trying to put that out there every episode. But I love how this didn't trigger him at all that these sisters were not who they say they were. But whatever. Whatever. So all three of the Hollowells are forced, forced, forcibly thrown out of their jobs as Phoebe is thrown out the door of the big mirror. She looks up and sees an ad promoting her column, but her picture is being replaced with that of Mitzi. So didn't you love how clear, how so clear that these stunt doubles being thrown out of these places faster than jazz gets thrown out of uncle Phil's mansion. (laughs) Do you love how movies and TV back in the day would show people getting thrown out of a building? Like they were rag dolls, like they're in some silent film or something. You would never flip a woman and throw her out of a building the way that security guard did. That was insane. And three of this, this happened three times at the same exact time. Like, what are the odds? What are the odds? I just think that is hilarious that that's what people did back in the day was just literally throw them on their ass. Like, this is not an animated movie. It's so funny. (laughs) Rob, do you like that they took the detail excuse me, they took the time to replace Phoebe's picture with the same exact pose and the same exact jacket, as well as the famous picture of the three girls. Um, like, I love those little subtle nuances. Yeah, no, I thought that was great. And too bad that they didn't notice these pictures before leaving the house because they would have seen, you know, and looking in a mirror, you can't see your new identity. So it had to have come from some ad or picture. So that was a great way for them to find out that they're clearly not who they're supposed to be, you know. So I totally get that. The Hollowells or back to the manor and find the blonde sisters leafing through the Book of Shadows. Just as Piper is about to freeze them, the Stillmans cast to separate a witch from her power spell and steal the Hollowells' power. Which I kind of have words about. Mabel tries to blast Piper but blows up a vase instead. However, the force of the blast knocks Piper into the wall, severely injuring her leg. Phoebe knocks Mabel down with a flying kick, only to be kicked down by a levitating Mitzi. While Paige is tending to Piper, Margot rushes up to her with a lamp, which is very Paige-like. I feel like she would go for a lamp. Margot swings it, but to the surprise of both both, Paige orbs out of the way. Margot sees the Hollowells getting ready to orb out and yells at Mabel to freeze them. However, Mabel can't figure out how, allowing the Hollowells to make good on their escape. Rob, 
Do you think that this is a famous word of yours, shenanigans? A little bit. Carry on. I want to hear what you are there, There's two about. levels to this. Originally, one, the spell to relinquish their power, they had to drink a potion. That's correct. Yes. We know Charmed with their continuity and how it plays out sometimes, but this was like a big part of the episodes that they were featured in. Yeah, to, to save time, this definitely wouldn't this plan wouldn't have worked if they had to drink a potion so i mean i totally get it maybe it's been so long that (laughs) that they don't have to do it or maybe if the sisters don't if the sisters are the ones saying the spell they don't need a potion whereas if other people said it they had to drink a potion i don't know because the difference is is that the older ladies you know aunt gail said the spell right the follow-up to my shenanigans And this is a big shenanigan, I believe. We all know that Paige from the season four episode, when she was able to orb as a teenager to save herself, that she always had the orbing power. She did not always have her power of three power. So I believe they messed up because I believe that she could have remained orbing, but the the Stillman sister should have received Prue's telekinesis since Paige's power is Prue's telekinesis just I mean yeah that's really deep but the orbing has nothing to do with her witch powers yes so are you are you saying that's that's I think that's shenanigans too like I think really because you know like Prue's power is the third sister's power so that's her their witch power and they called their witch's power yeah. That's what I think. And Paige always had the white lighter orbing power. So it's not like that came when she became a charmed one. So you think she should have lost her orbing power? I think she should have retained her power, but the the orbing power, but the other sister should have gotten the telekinesis. Oh, okay. That's where you're getting at. Okay. So I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit because I did think the same thing. Oh, good. And, and I thought... Because I, I was like, I, yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, then she should at least be able to do telekinesis. Yes. And I was like, how does that work? Because she can't orbit. And so I was like, well, we'll never know because they never allowed her to use her telekinesis. But, but do you remember? Um, and again, we'll get to this. When they come back in the conservatory to get Chris to believe them, all of the doors shut behind them and they're trapped. Oh, I can uh, only assume that that's what it was. Wow. Okay. So that actually, if they thought that ahead, because when that happened, I was like, okay, is that just one of their witch spells? But, but that we didn't get to see, so we didn't, yeah, but we didn't get to see her do it. So it's speculation. I totally thought the Ooh, same thing. Rob, that actually makes it, even better this episode because that means the writers <laughs> remembered that it was Prue's power. Yes, yes, Because yes, you know, yes. like, they like to forget shit like that, so. <laughs> well, so I think, again, it's a little bit too easy to just have Paige keep her orbing power. It completely makes sense for them to get away and they have to, you know, continue the story. It's a little too easy for me, but, again, I totally get it. My thing is, it, I want to go back to the earlier theory about the book. Yes. So, they steal the Charm One's identity. They look like them now, but what? Is there an essence to it now that they can touch? How, how all of a sudden they can touch the book? 
I don't get that. It still doesn't make sense. And I know that this was after they got the witch's power. No, no, no. It was before because they had to read the spell. So what was the difference between stealing the identity with the spell versus shape-shifting? Like again, what right, what right, what right. what part of the identity did they take? Is there an essence or is it just the look? So I don't again, it's still a little shaky on how that works. Because they I mean, shouldn't have been able to touch is, the book. Right, right. The Book of Shadows should have known that they were evil looking. They like were Dishon saying Dorns their names. Not. They weren't yeah. even calling each other like by the sister's name. They were calling each other by your name. Oh, we need they were talking about the plan in front of the book and they still it's weird. I don't get it. I don't get it yes i agree i agree get it (laughs) no so the stillmans head to the attic they want to find a way to kill the hollowells mitzi scries but can't find the real charmed ones because they aren't witches anymore margo is still angry that she didn't get all of Paige's powers and the stillmans find um that they have an entry in the book this is so cute so the book entry says Mabel, Mitzi, and Margot, common witches known for their small-time hustles and cons, not worth vanquishing. If they become a nuance, a nuisance, excuse me, try a simple spell to bind their powers. Her powers. <laughs> um, I bind you, Mabel. I bind you. Yes. From doing harm to yourself and harm to others. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, so here's my thing with that, right? They're not worth vanquishing. Mar- I mean, Mabel really said it best. Like, fuck you. Don't <laughs> underestimate me or my sisters. Who else, like, who got the book? <laughs> who did it with ease? Like, all we did was cast True. an identity spell done. So, you know what? Fuck you in this book, whoever wrote it. These sisters are badass, right? And they have multi-tonal hair. Exactly. (laughs) So they scoff because they have the book, the Charm One's identities, and their powers. Jason arrives to take Phoebe out, and Mitzi heads out with him to keep up appearances. Who wrote the entry in the Book of Shadows truthfully? Because how old are these sisters? Are they older than the because if they were the same ages as the charmed ones that means they would have to have written this as girls like their grandmother or their mother about these witches now see this is something that i would have loved to have seen in the future was a prequel series of penny and patty because i would have loved to have seen how much of the craft that patty was actually involved with when if she was even tasked to fight evil right you know what i'm saying like i know that people continue to attack that attack the house for the book and for the nexus but i really wonder how involved this woman was because i know that penny wrote a lot of entries in the book but i barely know if if patty did and so i i'm gonna say it was grams who did this but yeah, how old is this? You know, how old are they? We don't know. The Hollowells flee to a trashy hotel. <laughs> they know about. Wow, they know about it? And they're forced to pay. <laughs> what does that mean? And they're forced to pay with cash because their IDs have been altered. Piper's leg is bleeding badly. Phoebe and Paige manage to 
staunch it with some alcohol? Staunch it? And bandage. Yeah, staunch Staunch it. it with some alcohol and bandage. Piper is worried about Wyatt, but Phoebe doesn't think they'll do anything evil as long as their real sisters are alive. Yeah, um, how long is this walk with the nanny, though? It's now dark. Is the baby at home? Like, what is happening? Where's the baby? Where Elf nanny the went rogue. She has <laughs> run away. <laughs> Phoebe thinks that the sisters could get help from their magical creature friends. Paige remembers the gremlins at work. She could still see them because she is half still has her white lighter powers. Paige orbs to the fruit packing plant and threatens the the gremlins with her potion she made earlier. She sends them to fetch Chris. So Phoebe goes to the restaurant where she and Jason were to have dinner and finds him with Mitzi. Jason gives Mitzi a diamond necklace who appreciates the necklace by thanking him under the table. So this goes back to when he first leaves for Hong Kong. Oh, Should have given, yes. given you diamonds. Should have given you diamonds. And what is he? <laughs> so the real Phoebe punches Mitzi and plants a premonition of all of them being in the manor again. I love how Jason barely bats an eye when Phoebe gets punched. He doesn't even leave right. from his chair. Right. right. Hey, what are you doing? Stop that. I was like, oh, dude, sorry, your woman just got punched. What the hell? Mabel comes into the bed- bedroom with Jack. Again, oh, I forgot God. Jack is still yes. involved. This was they, start, they start going horizontal only to find Leo in the room holding Wyatt. He's such a creeper. <sighs> <laughs> uh, Mabel talks Leo into taking Wyatt off her hands for a while and Leo and Wyatt orb away oh so God, yes. I love before they warb out Wyatt points to her to, <laughs> to Mabel she's like Tramp that's not my mother <laughs> he just points right in her face but can you imagine though I think that this is probably the first time that Leo has seen her with another man let alone making out with one he handled this like a boss. He handled it pretty well. Very calm. Didn't scare the baby. Like, wow. I gotta, I gotta give him props on this. He's getting flashbacks to Dan. Um, no, I mean, to Leo, I think he's really trying to be the bigger person. And, you know, knowing that he's the one who left Piper, but oh my God, for Leo to see this like this, because this is relatively soon. So yeah. it's just like, wow, for what was Leo thinking? Like, damn, it didn't even take her that long to get over me. Right. But I gotta give it to Mabel in this scene. I really think that she was acting like Holly Marie Combs' voice in a way. Like oh, the, yeah? the way she was speaking, like, Leo, I'm just post-mortem and... I did get that. I did get that. Yeah. So I gotta say, I liked that little nuance. The real Hollowell sisters orb into the conservatory. Suddenly, the all the doors and the newly charmed blonde sisters confront the... All the doors close, excuse me. Suddenly, all yeah. the doors close and the newly charmed blonde sisters confront the Hollowells when Chris orbs in. The real Hollowells try to tell Chris what's going on, only to confuse him since he recognizes the blonde sisters as the charmed ones. Paige tries to orb, but Margot has cast a spell to keep white lighters from orbing in. Hmm. Mabel blasts 
the and misses several times, allowing the sisters to escape. The Hollowells hide in the attic, where they find a chest of old demon leftover weapons. They take <laughs> positions. Piper shoots a crossbow bolt just as the fake sisters arrive after them. Mabel panics and freezes the room. You gotta love those demon leftovers, Rob. Yeah, that was pretty cool to see. <laughs> they just are have they, these <laughs> weapons in their attic. Are they next to Paige's um, steel tip boot mosh from mosh pitting and uh, handcuffs and various other objects? But I bet you this house wouldn't allow a gun in the house. Bet you. No, thousand percent, right? They already yeah. said it. Get that gun out and Cole had it. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> let's have demon weapons in the attic. <laughs> Do you love how they froze down in place as well? Like, Paige with that, whatever the frick, that mace and Phoebe with the axe. So just as the Stillmans get ready to kill the Hollowells, Chris orbs in and kisses Mitzi saying they slept together. (laughs) This enrages Margot, and she and Mitzi start arguing over Chris. Mitzi is going nuts from her empathy power, and Mabel is angry as hell. She she orders her sisters to stay away from Chris, and Mitzi and Margot turn on Mabel. They go back and forth, arguing with each other, and suddenly a chandelier falls from the ceiling. The triquetra on the book separates, not only separates, it obliterates off the book. Do you remember when this happened last time? It just separated, but it stayed on the book. But in this one, it like evaporated. So, So the book separates and the evil sisters lose their powers. Great plan, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it made sense to kind of do this, and Chris knew exactly how to do it. Was use them lips, mm. and 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 just form a wedge between them. So the room unfreezes, and the Hollowells deck the Stillmans with Phoebe taking the necklace before decking Mitzi. It turns out that Chris had figured out the Stillman scam and had deliberately provoked them into fighting each other, so they lose their powers. Chris hands the Hollowells the book. And apparently when the Stillmans lost their powers, all of their spells were reversed as well. The Hollowells used to use the to call a witch's power spell to take back their power. It was cool to really see sort of a former mishap be used to save the day. Um, it, it shows good continuity and for people who are and for people who are watching and paying attention, this this gives them a like, oh yeah. I remember this. It definitely worked the last time, you know? I love that they even did the overhead shot as well. Love that continuity. The o- oh, so they show yeah. the whole triquatra separating and then from above. Bravo for the writers for remembering on this episode. Quite a few details, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> After cleaning up the mess at the manor, the Hollowells bind the Spellman's powers and the turn Spellman. them over. Did I just say that? Oh my god. After cleaning up the mess at the manor, the Hollowells bind the Stillman's powers and turn them over to Daryl. Hi, Daryl. Hi, Daryl. <laughs> who throws them into jail for murder. Dude, turn- does he? Because we didn't get to see it. Daryl just couldn't be in this episode. And do you like that no trial? It's just like, bam, they go to jail for murder. Bye. Yep. It yep. turns out the Stillman's are wanted in eight other states. Piper tells Leo that he's more than welcome to Orbin and check on Wyatt when he wants to, when she's not around. Paige sends 
the gentle of the <laughs> the gentle. Excuse me, sorry. Paige sends the gremlins to the junkyard while Phoebe and Jason make plans to talk over lunch. I do love Phoebe's final shot. She is so goddamn gorgeous. The way she kind of looks back at him is like, I would love to go to lunch and leads out the way. Again, it just brings me to the new haircut. I love her hair short. I really, really love it short. I've gotten used to it over the years. The, when I was younger, I definitely had an aversion to it, maybe because I was so, you know, we're so used to her hair growing, you know, growing up in these seasons. But looking back and as, an, as I'm older now, I do enjoy it. And it just shows you what Jason keeps coming back to Phoebe, even though all these crazy things happen. She is so adorable and she is so lovable. So, Ryan, real quick, this rewatch, you said that you enjoyed this episode a little bit more than you did. So are you saying before this wasn't really something that was enjoyable or you just didn't like the villains? What was the case? You know what? It, I believe I like Charmed to be as serious as it can be. And I, I think that I was... Um, for a long time that held me back to enjoying more of the funnier episodes. And now as I've gotten older again, I embrace it all. I embrace the funny, the serious and all in between. And then just rewatching this with this serious eye and having you say that it's true. They got so close to stopping the sisters. So you got to give it up to them. They might've been blonde demon of the weeks, but great episode, great episode. Yeah, during my rewatches, you know, and, and this goes back to season three, you know, I still think that Ames is one of the smartest villains on this series. And yet, you know, even though he only got one episode, his plan and his execution stands out to me. And I pay attention to that. And yeah, these sisters ended up being foiled very easily. They still got close to this book. And I, I gotta, I give credit where it's due no matter how useful or useless these villains come off to be yes. so yeah i enjoy the power of three blondes and i think there are some charmies out there who also feel the same way if you guys are really big fans of this episode let us know i would love to see if this is a majority feeling or if it's a, a small one maybe most people didn't really like this episode and it was too fun and comedic for it to be taken seriously but we'll see what the listeners have to say about that so i just have one or two notes for this episode that i liked so gina mccarthy who plays mitzi stillman she has a small role in season in scream three shannon doherty and charisma carpenter auditioned for this movie and that role Crazy. Can you imagine? So crazy. I know. Shannon Doherty, I think, would most likely get it because she has a relationship with Dimension Films and Wes Craven also. So that would have been a real crazy thing to see her come in and get cameo killed like that. And we know she could scream and, and oh, yeah. play that role up. So, yes. Definitely. Uh, this is Piper who loses her power for the 12th time. <sighs> Phoebe for the 10th time and Paige also loses the telekinetic part of her power again and has her orbing power stopped. All right, Ryan, it is that time of the episode. You know what time it is. It's time to judge some men. It's hot man meet a time. Okay, here we go. It's raining. 
So, first, let's start with Kip Martin, who plays Jack, our hoe of the week. Do you want Jack on your hot man meter? I do, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is totally fair. Where are you putting Jack? I am putting him... Now, I currently have Leo, Daryl, and Chris in the one, two, and three spot. So Kip as Jack is going to skip one to number five. Okay. All right. And I'm I, I'm not going to put Jack on my list. I think he is attractive. I don't think he's hot. There are moments where I'm like, okay, I'm digging you. But overall... I'm not sold on the face, not completely sold, but he is, he's, he is attractive. Then we have Glenn Taranto, AKA Gomez Adams, AKA our foreman at the packing plant. Does this gentleman make your top 10 list? He does not. I am sorry, Mr. Foreman. (laughs) I am not putting the foreman or the vacuum salesman played by Robert oh, Allen yeah. Booth on my list either. No, no, no. What about our security guard? This is played by Gennard Books. I think this is a security guard that, yes, from the plant. Does yes. this gentleman make your list? No, he does not. Okay. I'm not putting him on my list either. Now, Ray, the bouncer played by michael patrick mcgill now i've seen him in a lot of other shows he's a he's a definite tv actor or tv character actor one thing that i will say about ray is that i loved how he put his foot down with piper yes she is the boss but let me tell you something i when i work at front desk at any job even especially when i worked at a gym I had to stop people in their tracks who were so used to coming in and not scanning their barcode, letting me know that they are a member. And, you know, like you're encountering a new face, which means I don't know you. And just because you have a rapport with other people, you have to get to know me. And I would stop them in their tracks. I don't care who you know. Who the fuck are you? Scan your card. Get used to me. Oh, they know me. And I'm like, well, I don't know you. And I'm standing right here. So I love Ray for this. Stopped him. Stopped her from coming in. I just thought that was exactly what he was supposed to do. That's true. And he and she was uh, determined to get in. So good work, Ray. So does Ray make your list? He does not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How about our MILF of the episode? We have the husband, played by Bill Simile, who was at the restaurant asking for the wine list. Poor, poor man. Poor man and his wife. No, this distinguished gentleman does not make my hot man. <laughs> distinguished. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pass on this husband as well. I don't want his woman coming after me, so we're going to leave him alone. <laughs> So Jack made it on to Ryan's list, but my list still stays intact with just five. Uh, we'll see if other future episodes puts men on my list, but maybe any of these people made your list. Make sure to update them and keep them handy when you're watch- listening to our show. Uh, at the end of the season, I'm going to ask for those lists, and then we will make a charming hot man meter list. Now... Ryan, this is something that I'm going to start doing from now on because we did it last week and I actually really like it. We're going to do MVP, but we're also going to do a play of the week. Ooh! So you don't have to have one, but let's start with our MVP. 
I, as shocking to myself that I'm going to do this, I am picking the Stillman sisters as MVP. Can I do that Very as a cool. group? As a, as, as a trio? You sure can. Yes, I am going to second that. I think MVP definitely was the Stillmans. Now, I would have to really sit down and research this, but I wonder if the Stillman sisters got more screen time than the Charm ones did in this episode. Ooh, good question. And whether they didn't or not, I want to say that it's fairly close, and I think that they carried the episode very well. I think they were entertaining enough to be involved in this episode as much as they were yes. and mvp definitely goes to the sisters <laughs> all right well how about a play of the week is there a play of the week a quote a moment a stare a spell any what do you think the play of the week is in this episode if there is one I love that little face that you mentioned earlier that Paige does right before she's being manhandled by the security <laughs> guard. She does a total Paige slash Rose McGowan little frown. And I love that. I, it stands out to me for sure. I think the play of the week, I think, goes to the original charm ones for their very well acted Stillman impersonation in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that that whole scene of them trying to fool the book was hilarious. So I will give them the play of the week for that one. <laughs> Love that too. All right. So next week on Charmed is Loves a Witch. Do you remember this episode, Ryan? It's Pinochle Lady. <laughs> I don't have very specific memories. I just know that Victoria from Twilight is in it, and we are going to see some ghosts come into play in this yes. next one. So yes. uh, we will be back with another episode of Brunch with the Hollowells. I want to thank everyone for listening and sticking with us through this change. And we will be back next week. Goodbye, Charmies.